0: is coming with great fury. So which means the enemy is out to kill, to steal and to destroy. and we better be well trained that the enemy, when he attacks, he finds us ready. Amen, Amen. you cannot pray that the enemy mustn't attack, but we can pray that your faith must not fail. Amen. You remember in the book of Luke when Jesus said, "Peter, Simon, Peter? Satan has asked for some of you to sift you like wheat. He says, but I have prayed that your faith may not fail. So in other words, even when things are difficult, even when things are tough, hold on to your faith. Your faith should not fail. Don't allow your faith to fail, because that is the source of your victory. And you will realize that as children of God, It's not as if when we are here on the earth, we will not have challenges. It's not that we will not have challenges, we will have challenges. But Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. Amen. So, I want us to to look at what Jesus says in the book of Matthew eleven twelve, Matthew eleven twelve, so that we can know how the Lord wants us to face the enemy. Matthew 11:12. 12, can somebody read it for us? Mr. Tenjani. You can read it for us. And from the days of, of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence takes it by force. Amen. He says the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence and the violent take it by force. In other words, it's not that the enemy will not attack. The enemy will attack, but when he attacks, he better finds you ready. It says from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has been suffering violence, and the violent take it by force. So, it will not, your victory will not come on a platter. The enemy will try and prove you wrong. He will try and show you that this faith stuff does not work. But the Bible says the violent take it by force. So, we have to be forceful in our quest to put the enemy under our feet. For we are well trained. Last week we learned about, I think last week we learned about how David was trained to battle and how he faced Goliath and he would see the opportunity of the enemy challenging him as an opportunity to see the power of God. So it means even in our own lives, we should not think that we will not be challenged. We should not think that we will not face challenges but the good thing is when you face the challenge the lord is on your side amen and you have what it takes to win the lord has invested in you his nature first john 5 says he who is born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so, that's why he says, hold on to your faith. So, whatever the enemy tries to do, trying to stop you from your victory, know that you have what it takes to win. So, last week, we looked at the attitude of a soldier, the winning attitude. But I want us today to focus on, as we trying, we'll try and see if we can wind down this um, subject so that we can look at many other things. So this thing, if you go to First Timothy 6.12, just to remind you again, 1 Timothy 6.12, maybe before we get there, let me read that verse that we read first in the Amplified, the one that Mr. Netanyahu read. Matthew 11.12 in the Amplified, it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, The kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and the violent men take it by force as a precious price. You remember we talked about the price when David looked at Goliath as a price. And violent men seize it by force as a precious price. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. In other words, these things of the kingdom we have to push. You cannot just be a laser uh, time t- uh, kind of a Christian, laser fair kind of a Christian. You need to be forceful. You need to push. So, First Timothy six twelve amplified says, "Fight the good fight of faith." Mm-hmm. So, the only fight that we are invited to fight is the good fight of faith don't fight with people some of you've got so many enemies you are making so many enemies because you're fighting with people you are fighting the wrong fight the only fight that we are called on to fight is the fight of faith where we stand our ground and enforce the kingdom of God on the earth go with me to the book of Matthew uh, the book of Luke chapter 19 verse 13 Again, today I said I want to share with you how, as a soldier, you need to know how to defend, but you also need to know how to attack. Amen? So it's not enough for you to wait for the enemy just to attack you. You should also attack. You cannot just be defending. Can we get the fan on? So you cannot just be defending. You also need to? attack, especially because there is a lot of territories that the enemy is taking away from you. And you better advance to go and claim all that the enemy stole. And you claim back your victory, you claim the territory. So that's why I'm saying today I want us to look at that defending and attacking in our warfare. So, Luke 19.13, in the King James Version, it says, And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. What did he say unto his servants? Occupy till I come. That word to occupy means you claim the territory and make it yours. You do not allow the enemy to advance and take over, occupy, till he comes. So each of you, you have a territory that you need to take care of for the kingdom. Even for your own life, you need to protect your territory. He says, occupy till I come. Now I want to show you, when God gives us a promise, it is still our responsibility to possess that promise. The promises in the word of God, they are already yes and amen. God's promises are already established and forever the word of God is established. But you can only enjoy the benefit of that word when you possess it and make it your own. So I want us to look together to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8. I'm going to look at how the Israelites were encouraged by God to possess their land. So God gave the children of Israel a promise about the promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey. But still they had to go and occupy it. They had to go and take it. So I'm saying to you, child of God, there is so much land that you need to go and annex. So much territory that you need to go and take. So, if you look at the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 8, I'll do it in the NLT. He says, look, I am giving you all this land to you. The Lord says, I am giving all this land to you. Talking to the children of Israel. Go in and occupy it. Did you hear that? Do we have it in... Yeah, that one. So it says, look, I'm giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it. For this is the land that I have sworn I've given you already by promise. So it is the same thing with you and I. There is so much that the Lord has already promised us. Amen. There is so much that the Lord has promised us. Tell your neighbor, the Lord has promised me so much. It's my time now to go and occupy, occupy. Amen, don't wait to get to heaven to have your inheritance, Amen. Amen, you've got to occupy till he comes, he says, look, I'm giving you all this land to you, go in and occupy it, now, I want to challenge all of us, I still have some lands to possess, and I believe you've got your lands to possess, too. Your lands may not, all, may not be the same with my lands. Okay? Because even the children of Israel, after they have possessed that, the Bible says, God says to Joshua, divide this land among the children of Israel. So you would find that the children of Naphtali got their portion. The children of Gad got their portion. The children of Manasseh, Ephraim, the children of Judah. So all of them, they had their own possessions. So, I believe that is a shadow of what we need to do as children of God. My land may not necessarily be your land. Amen. But I've got to occupy my territory. You've got to occupy your territory. So, he says, go in and occupy it. So, when you go in, the enemy will try and protect his terrain, isn't it? Yeah. So, I'm saying today, let's look at you as a soldier, not only defending but also attacking and advancing the kingdom of God. Amen. That's why even when we'll also touch on the weapons, you will see that with the weapons, you've got some weapons to defend, but you also have some weapons to attack. Amen. Which means as a soldier, you don't only fight because you are attacked. You also fight to take possession of the land. You want to claim all the territories that the enemy is trying to, Keep hold of. So go with me to the book of Joshua. Chapter 13. Verse 1 and 2. Because sometimes we become complacent. Especially those of you who have been in the Lord for years. You tell us that I've been in the Lord now for 20 years. But we want to see how much land have you possessed in the 20 year period. Amen. Yes. You know that. Even some of our old people, they like saying that. They will tell you, you are too young. I've been in the Lord for 40 years. So I think the test of how long you've been in the Lord should be the amount of land that you possessed. So we want to know in the 40 years that you've been serving God, how much land have you possessed? Amen. Because sometimes that's actually the temptation with most people. As we grow in the Lord, we get used to the things of God. And we no longer have that ardent zeal. You saw where I read in, in Matthew eleven twelve 12, in the Amplified, it says, The kingdom is sought as a price, It's sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So you find that that first love, you have lost it. Amen. You are starting to get used to the things of God. So you cannot occupy much land. You will keep on telling us what the Lord did 10 years ago. But he's still doing things today, isn't it? That's why we say, he keeps on doing great things. So if he keeps on doing great things, he should be doing things even today. But look at this, Joshua 1, 13, 1 and 2, NLT. It says, when Joshua was an old man, the Lord said to him, you are growing old, and much land remains to be conquered. Okay. <laughs> Some of you are also growing old, isn't it? And much land remains to be conquered. Some of us we are growing old. Much land remains to be conquered. So there is much territory that needs to be annexed. Amen. Because the kingdom of God has to keep on expanding. The Bible says this good news of the kingdom will be preached unto all the corners of the earth, then the end shall come. In other words, the kingdom has to infiltrate every corner. So, he says, you are growing old and much land remains to be conquered. This is the territory that remains. And he starts mentioning them. So, I want to challenge you. What territories are still remaining for you to conquer? Some of you, you have visions and dreams. You have aspirations. You, some of you, you're looking forward to that time when you have your own company. That's your land that you want to possess. That's the territory that you want to annex. We are aiming to build the Lord's house. That is the land to possess. We have to annex that. The kingdom of God has to keep on expanding. So he says, there is much land to possess. And the territory still remains to be conquered. Now... That word territory is usually used in battle terms, isn't it? You claim a territory, you annex a territory from the enemy, but you also make sure that whatever territory that you have claimed, keep it, don't lose it. As you advance to get more territories, keep the territories that you have gained so far. Another simple one, divine health. That's another land. I like that one. I like occupying that one. I like making sure that when the enemy comes, whatever he throws at me, I want to say by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I'm healed. And I want God to come through for me and deliver me. Because God has given me that promise. So, the Bible says to Joshua, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, that land have I given you. So, as a child of God, spend time spying your land in the Word. Spy the land about healing. And when you see what God promises about healing, take it and make it your own. Spy the land about protection. When you see what God has said about protection, take it and make it your own. Spy the land about prosperity. When you see what God said he can do to you, when he supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory, when he provides for you, take that land and make it your own. Amen. Amen. And there are still even many souls that need to come to the kingdom. As we are advancing with the kingdom of God, we are claiming all the territories. Amen. We are taking over all the territories for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And no land, no territory should remain in the hands of the enemy. Because we are soldiers. And by the way, I told you before that God does not fight with the devil. Okay? He has given us the authority to deal with the devil. That's why even when war broke out in heaven, it was Michael and his angels who fought with the dragon. So that's why even this thing of advancing and taking over, it will be you and I who do that. We can claim Cape Town for Jesus. We can claim South Africa for Jesus. You know, there's a lot, there are a lot of things that are talked about our country. Isn't it? As if our country is going down the drain. As if the world is going down the drain. But it is us soldiers who should say, The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Amen. Amen? Can we all say, the earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. amen Amen. and it is us who need to say we are advancing we want to take the kingdom go with me to the book of isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 to 7 we'll do it in the tlb isaiah 9 1 to 7 in the tlb because it doesn't matter where you are now you can advance and it doesn't matter how bleak your situation looks now that's not where you are ending amen Because some of you, the enemy tells you a lot of things and he wants you to quit. He wants you to give up. You know the lands that you still want to possess. You know the territories that you still want to occupy. Some of you, you are looking forward to godly marriages. Keep on dreaming. Keep on saying, that's my destiny. I'm going there. Amen. And don't allow the enemy to ever discourage you and tell you it will not work to an extent that you end up making things on your own and try to make things work. Don't do that. Keep on waiting upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up high with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Because when you wait upon the Lord, you do not depend on your strength. Isaiah 9, 1 to 7, TLB. He says, nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair shall not go on forever. I like that. The time of darkness and despair shall not go on forever. Amen? Amen. Though soon the land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be under God's contempt and judgment, yet in, yet in the future, these very lands, Galilee and Northern Transjordan, where lies the road to the sea, will be filled with glory. You see? So you're ending even here, the Lord was talking about the time that they were in, the time of darkness and despair would not proceed, continue like that. But in future, we are seeing the Lord filling his earth with glory. You know, the Bible says the earth, the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord, just as the water has covered the sea. That is the glory that we want to see even in these last days. It says the people who walk in darkness shall see a great light. So people are in darkness, but let them see a great light. Let people see the light in you. Let people see the light wherever you go. Be a source of inspiration to the people you come across. When other people are discouraged, and they are talking about how difficult things are in life, you need to say there is hope in the Lord. Amen? Amen. A light that will shine on all those who live in the land of the shadow of death. For Israel will again be great. You remember I told you that, the devil does not have a final say. When you are still down, when you are not yet great, that's not the end yet. Because according to God, he has already determined our ending. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are not plans of disaster, not plans to harm you, but plans to give you a good and an expected ending. I want, you to, I want to give you a prosperous future. Amen. So surely we cannot, it cannot end when you are still down on the floor. We told you as we were sharing some few weeks ago, that when you are knocked down, that's not over yet. It can only be over if you are knocked out. So don't be knocked out because your father is the one who is doing the counting. So he will not count you out. So it says, Israel will again be great. Filled with joy like that of reapers when the harvest time has come and like that of men dividing up the plunder they have won. For God will break the chains that binds his people. That's what God wants to do. He wants to make sure that his people are set free. And the whip that scourges them, just as he did when he destroyed the vast host of the Midianites by Gideon's uh, little band. In that glorious day of peace, there will no longer be issuing of battle gear. No more blood-stained uniforms of war, and all such will be banned. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. You know when we're looking at toward Christmas, we think of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. May it be that even in your situation, you look unto the Lord coming through for you. Amen. May this coming Christmas period usher for you your expectations. May your expectations never be destroyed, may they never be disappointed. He says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. We are the body of Christ. If we are the body of Christ, And the government is upon his shoulders, where is the government? It's on us, isn't it? The government is upon me, the government is upon you. Can you tell your neighbor there, government is upon you. (laughs) So if this government is upon you, I want you to see what happens with this government. He says, this will be his royal titles, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the Prince of Peace. His ever-expanding peaceful government will never end that King James says, of the increase of his government, there will be no end. So if the government is upon his shoulder, and there will be no end to the increase of his government, who is advancing his government? Us, me. Can we all say me? Me. Amen. Amen. So when we go out of here, wherever you go, advance the kingdom, advance the agenda of the kingdom. Let's not advance our own agendas. Let's not drive our own agendas. But let us drive the agenda of the kingdom of God. Because it says of the increase of his government, there will be no end. He will rule with perfect fairness and justice from the throne of his father David. He will bring true justice and peace to all the nations of the world. This is going to happen. Because the Lord of heaven's armies has dedicated himself to do it. God, whatever God has promised, he is able also to perform. Do you have any promise that you are believing God for? Do you have any promise, anything that God has said which you are believing God for? Keep on keeping on. Your God is faithful. Amen. Amen. He will reward your faith. It says the just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, he says my soul has no pleasure in him. He does not have pleasure in you drawing back. You have started well starting by faith. He wants you to continue in faith don't ever draw back don't ever go back keep on advancing amen because our weapons are mighty through God and our weapons are not carnal weapons we do not fight like people of the world who fight with people amen Even the people that are your enemies, even people that want to attack you, is because there is the devil behind that. So don't lose focus and start fighting with people. You need to know who your enemy is. Our enemy is the devil. Can we all say our our enemy is the devil? Amen. So he may use people, and then you may think, this one, hey, she hates me. This one, this, this. So don't lose focus. That's why even the weapons of our warfare, we don't fight like people of the world. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, 3 to 5, Amplified. It says, for though we walk or live in the flesh, we do not carry on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. In other words, we don't fight like people of the world. People of the world usually fight natural battles. They fight with people. They make enemies with people. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons and of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. So the weapons that you have, they are effective. To destroy anything that the enemy puts on you. The good thing, you see, this fight of faith. God has given you the the weapons that are effective against the enemy. But he has made the weapons of the enemy to have no effect on you. You see that? God has given you weapons that are effective against the enemy. But he has made sure that the weapons of the enemy will have no effect on you. You remember when Jesus says, I give you authority over all the powers of the enemy. And he says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. So maybe let's look at it in Isaiah 54, 14-17. to 17. I want to show you that you have the weapons that are effective against the enemy, but the enemy's weapons cannot destroy you. And you need to keep on speaking it for yourself. It's not that we will not be attacked. We will be attacked. But we've got what it takes to win. Amen. Isaiah 54, 14-17 NIV. It says... In righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. You remember we said one of the battles of one of the rules of engagement in battle is don't be afraid of the enemy. Terror will be far removed, it will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. Don't you like that? Don't you like that? The Bible says whoever attacks you will surrender to you. You don't have to fight with people. If they come against you, they are coming against your God. If they attack you, they will surrender to you. Because the Lord himself says, I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will be an adversary to your adversaries okay so you mustn't fight with people amen let the lord fight for you let the lord defend your cause look at this he says verse 17 no weapon forged against you will prevail so i told you that god has given us the our weapons are mighty to destroy the strongholds but the enemy's weapons cannot prevail against us that's a good a good thing isn't it that's a good fight in other words It says, no weapon that is forged against you will prevail. So whatever the enemy throws at you cannot prevail. But you have what it takes to destroy what he has. So you are a winner. Tell your neighbor you are looking at somebody who is more than a conqueror. In Jesus, I have the victory. Amen. Because no weapon that is forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. I told you that I like it when the Lord vindicates me. I even told you that's why I don't come to the pulpit and talk about people. Isn't it? Yeah, because it is the Lord who vindicates me. Amen. So you need to have that attitude. Because in many times, if you are going to spend a lot of time trying to defend yourself, trying to check who said this about you, this, this, that's the enemy strategy to make you lose focus. And now you are starting to fight with people, you are making enemies with people, and you have forgotten your warfare. Because the, our warfare is against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is, should be our focus, not with people. Because your vindication comes from God. I like it when God vindicates me. Sometimes even against what the enemy says, it will not happen. You know, I, when I'm attacked with sickness, I stand my ground. I keep on standing. And the enemy would increase the pressure, and I say, No, I'm not going back. This is what God has promised. And God always vindicates me. Amen. 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 Do it. Stand in faith. You will see God will always vindicate you. He says, My vindication is from the Lord. The Lord Himself says, Their vindication is from me. Now, if we go to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 19. This is the one that I think I referred to. I just want to show you that indeed the enemy, whatever weapons that the enemy uses, they cannot, they do not have effect on you. But whatever weapons that you have, they are mighty against the enemy. So you win. Keep on taking more territories. Keep on reclaiming more lands. Claim all the land. Claim all the territories that the enemy is keeping at bay from you. Some of you, it's about your relatives. Claim claim those territories. Amen. Some of you, it's maybe other people that are so dear to you, who are very sick. Claim the territory. Some of you, you've got no peace in your families. There's no order between you and your husband. That's your family. You need to claim the territory. And say, Devil, this is my family. <clears throat> the Lord has placed me here for a reason. And get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. Claim your territory, because if you now start fighting among yourselves, you have lost the battle, because it's not about the two of you, it's about the enemy who is trying to divide you. Amen. So you need to know who your enemy is. <clears throat> Luke 10 19 Amplified, Behold, I've given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions, And physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you okay I want you to tell this to your neighbor it's the Bible tell them nothing Nothing shall in any way way harm you you. declares the Lord amen Amen. (laughs) Amen. 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 I like it when the Lord makes a declaration. Let all men be liars and God remain true. So in other words, when people tell you, you've got to be realistic and this, you say, but he said, no weapon that is fashioned against me will prevail. He said, nothing shall in any way harm me. So he will protect me. He will defend me. And the Lord will vindicate me and he vindicates me in my cause. So I want us to start winding down again today. maybe we'll see how we wind down with the weapons of our warfare, because I'm telling you that your weapons are effective against the enemy, but the enemy's weapons are ineffective against you. Jesus says in John 16:33, he says, "I've told you this thing that in me you might have." peace. In the world you will have tribulation and trials, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Then in the Amplified it says, and I have deprived it of power to harm you. Amen. How many of you know a scorpion? Scorpion? Again the advantage of coming from rural areas. We know all these things. A scorpion It's only powerful if its sting is there with it. So, if that scorpion, if somebody takes off that uh, pouch with sting of the scorpion, that scorpion is harmless, isn't it? It's been deprived of power to harm. Amen. So, the only thing that the enemy does is he will deceive you to fail. He will deceive you and tell you that things are falling apart. He will deceive you and tell you you will not succeed. He will deceive you and tell, and tell you people are ganging against you. That's why you will not go anywhere. So he's got to use deception. He will deceive you and even make you to get afraid. That's what the enemy will do. That's all that he has. His weapons are ineffective against you. So, he's got to deceive you to make you feel like you are a loser. Have you also seen people who like bullying others? Have you noticed? One of, their weapons of, bu- of the weapons of bullies is they make you feel down. They make you feel like you are, you are nothing. And indeed, if you accept that, then their bullying will have effect on you. Okay. So, in other words, you remember last week we read where Caleb and Joshua and the other ten spies, the ten spies says, we went and spied the land, and we looked like grasshoppers in our eyes, and so were we in their eyes. The moment you start looking at yourself like a grasshopper, you are defeated. So if the devil can make you think there is no more value in this life, you know people who commit suicide, it's because they come to a point where they say, what's the point? And the devil says indeed what's the point what's the point maybe it's better if you kill yourself when you come to that point it means the enemy now deceives you and tell you it's better to die than to live. it's got to be the enemy deceiving you and then he uses you to kill yourself is that not how suicide is committed We all know suicide, isn't it? Whom does the devil use to commit suicide? He uses you to kill yourself. So it doesn't even take the enemy to kill you. It means he deceives you into his way of thinking. So that's why, let's go to this Ephesians. I like this. Because in Ephesians, now, when we are going to look at these weapons, now you will see how these weapons work and how you can always be victorious, if you take the weapons of your warfare. I told you last week that, fortunately with these weapons, you will not see any for the back. Because it is not expected that you will run away from the enemy and you need to be covered at the back. You will only find the weapons in the front. Okay? Yeah, for the back there is nothing because you mustn't run away from the enemy. Tell your neighbor, don't run away from the enemy. There are no weapons at your back. Amen. Amen. You've got to keep on going. Keep on fighting. So look at this. Ephesians 6, 10 to 19, amplified. He says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Where do we get strong? In the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies. Okay, I want you to look at this. It says put on God's whole armor. Do you think you can be defeated with God's armor? Hmm. You can't be defeated. Because if you put on the full armor of God, then God guarantees you the victory. That's why the Bible says, in all these things, you remember the scripture we read in Romans 8? It says, can trouble, tribulation, death, peril, hunger, can these things separate us from the love of God? It says, no, in all these things, you are more than Concurrence. So that's why here it says, put on God's whole armor. The armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. I like what is put there. Did you see what are the (laughs) weapons that the devil trusts now? Did you see them? Eh? I want you to look at it, amplified. What is it that the enemy will come with? Strategies and deception. That's what he needs. He will deceive you into your own defeat. That's why you must never listen to the enemy. You must not panic before the enemy. Always say like Jesus, it is written. That's how Jesus overcame the enemy. He kept on saying, it is Written. Some of you like reasoning with the devil, that's why you get defeated. Eve tried it and it didn't work. You remember Eve reasoned with the devil and looked at the tree and all that, and after that she lost. So you need to say, it is written. Every time when the enemy comes with anything, keeps on, keep on saying, it is written. It is written. When the enemy wants you to hate somebody because they are, they've been nasty to you, say, it is written. I must love my enemies and pray for them it is written in other words devil you cannot make me do what you want me to do i am a servant of the lord okay so he says that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood contending only with physical opponents I told you, you are not wrestling with people. You get that? That is our warfare. So when we say you are a soldier, fight the good fight of faith, it's not against people. We do not fight with flesh and blood, but against despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness. Against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural sphere. These are the forces of the enemy. You remember the Bible says when the devil was thrown down, he was thrown with his angels. With those demonic forces. So those demonic forces and the devil, they are arrayed against you. Sometimes you ask God, you pray for something, and those evil forces contend with your answers. You know in the book of Daniel. The Bible says, the very first day, Daniel, that you prayed, I was sent to bring your answer. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me all these 21 days. So some of you, you are being delayed because the enemy is trying to block your answers. So you need to contend in that spiritual realm and claim your victory. And keep on making declarations in the spiritual realm. And don't talk the language of defeat. Because when you speak, you are creating. Your tongue has got power. The Bible says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, some of you speak and you think you're just speaking is casual and all that. Don't do that. Your tongue has got a creative force. That's why you will usually hear me speak. I speak what I want to see. I speak my destiny. I speak the victory. I don't want to speak what the enemy wants to see. Even when things in the natural look like they are not going my way, I won't speak that. I want to speak the word. Because I do not walk by sight, but by faith. So I go according to what the Lord has said. So he says, verse, okay. Let's continue with verse 13. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist, and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. You see again, standing the ground is the same as occupy. Keep your territory, don't lose your territories, okay? This is how you need to keep on getting more territory. So, I told you about, you can claim your territory about healing, the Bible says every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, that ever given you. But you would notice that if you do not spend much time maybe studying the word of God about prosperity and financial success, and you only do it on healing, then you will have that territory on healing. But you will struggle when it comes to financial success. It's about the land that you every place that the sole of your feet shall tread, that he gives you. So things don't just come automatically. You've got to keep on annexing each of these lands. Okay? That's why even with us as servants of God, if you only follow servants of God just as people and not necessarily follow them as they imitate Christ, you will be misled. Because you might find that this servant of the Lord maybe indeed is developed in a particular area. But now, he's talking doubt and defeat in a particular area and you think that's the word. If it's not in the word, that's not the word. He's talking his weaknesses. So don't copy that. You need to say, I look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. And Hebrews 6.12 says, Follow those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. I said Hebrews 6.12. So when it says, Follow those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. So if you see that, this person, in this aspect, is possessed this. Okay? We know when they are speaking this, they are telling us what has been revealed to them. They are witnesses of what God has done. When we tell you that God heals, we are not telling you theory. We're telling you something that we have seen God doing in our lives. When we say God protects, we are not telling you theory. We are telling you something that we've seen God doing in our lives. Amen? So, when it says, follow those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises, that's what you must do. Don't follow people just for the sake of following them. Follow them as you see them inheriting the promises. As they claim the territories, you also follow. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. In other words, he doesn't just say imitate me. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So, even for you congregants, You should only imitate us, servants of God, where we are imitating Christ. Then you will not be misled. Okay? So he says here, Therefore, put on that God's complete armor that you may be able to stand against all. And he says that you may be able to resist and stand your ground. I said standing your ground is that territory. On the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand in your place. So don't give back the territory that you have gained. Tell your neighbor, don't give back the territory that you've gained. There's a lot of things that you already know. Keep that. And then advance to get more. And having done all the crisis demands, to stand firmly in your place. Stand therefore, hold your ground. Don't give off the ground. So when he says, having done all that the crisis demands, stand therefore. There would be times when you would stand and feel like quitting. Because it seems like it's taking too long. Have you ever been to such a point where you think, how long must I keep on standing? I've been believing God, I even fasted, I studied the word, I prayed, I'm giving my tithes, I'm doing everything, and I'm just not getting my breakthrough. How long must I stand? Having done all to stand, stand. In other words, we are not allowed to quit. Amen? Amen keep on standing fight until your last breath amen Amen. you say as long as i still have breath in me i'm a fighter i do not succumb to the enemy amen Amen. quitting is not an option and then he says stand therefore having tightened the belt of truth now look at this the belt of truth around your loins, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shot your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness to produce by the good news of the gospel of peace. Okay? So, in other words, in our feet, we only go to place spreading the gospel. Some of you go to places spreading the gossip. You must go and spread the gospel, not the gossip. Tell your neighbor, go and spread the gospel, not the gossip. Okay? Because he says your feet should be, you should have the readiness to spread the good news. So wherever I go, I spread the good news. So that even people that you come into contact with, let them be better off after they've been in contact with you than before you came to them. Because you are spreading the gospel. And he says, lift over all the covering shield of faith, upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. So the shield of faith. This is for defense, isn't it? The breastplate of righteousness, defense. The shield of faith, to quench all the missiles of the enemy. The Bible doesn't say the enemy will not throw missiles. But you've got the shield of faith. So put on your shield of faith, and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation. You know what's the helmet? Soldiers have got to have helmets on. Okay? So when the enemy attacks, let it hit the helmet. When he attacks, let it hit your shield of faith. But that's not enough. It says, And the sword of the spirit, so you take on The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So what is the sword for? Is the sword for defense? No. The sword is for attacking. As you possess territories, you are taking the territories. You're taking the territories. Step by step, you are possessing the land. You need that sword of the spirit. You need to declare it is written. You need to keep on speaking the word. Amen. The word of God in your mouth, it's as powerful as the word of God in his mouth. God says he has given us his word, that we speak that word. So speak the word, declare the word over your life, declare the word over your situation. Don't speak your circumstances, speak the word, because that's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray. At all times, in every occasion, in every season, in the spirit. So we're praying now. Okay? You pray. That's again your other weapon. So you can declare things and talk things into being. You can forbid things. You know the book of Matthew says? I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Who should bind on earth? Who should bind on earth? Say me. Me. Who should lose on earth? Me. Then heaven will back you up. That's how it works. You make a declaration and heaven will back you up. So in your prayer life, Pray at all times with all kinds of prayer in the spirit. To the end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of all the saints. And pray also for me, that freedom of utterance may be given me, that I may open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mysteries of the good news or the gospel. So I'm also saying pray also for me. That I may boldly declare the word. That we may not be intimidated by the enemy. Because you see, the other thing that the enemy does, when he wants to silence you, he will attack you and he will want you to fail so that you cannot speak your faith anymore. So he wants you to say, I can't, I can't say, hey, that experience that I had, hey, these things didn't work, this, di- this didn't work. Now he is trying to silence you. You need to say, devil, you cannot silence me. Because I've got to keep on speaking. This is my sword of the spirit. The word of God. And I'll keep on declaring this word. So, let's land with Second Timothy 4, 6-8. to We are landing now. And I believe that with what we've shared with you, you will be able to talk like Paul at the end of your journey. This is one of my favorite scriptures, because I want that at the end of my journey, I can speak like Paul. After having fought a good fight, after having run the race and completed my course, yes, I want you to, those of you who will stick with me until my old age, I want to come to that point where I would say, guys, Everything that the Lord has promised me has been fulfilled. That's what the Bible says in the book of Joshua. It says, every word, every promise that God has given to the children of Israel, not one of them has ever failed. So, this is what I'm looking for. Paul says, as he concludes, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering." That's 2 Timothy 4, 6-8, to New King James Version. And the time of my departure is at hand. I told you that I don't want to be hijacked out of this earth. I don't go in the devil's terms. You remember Jesus saying, when they were coming to arrest him, he said, the prince of this world is coming after me. But he's got nothing in me. I lay down my life. In other words he decides to lay it because he wanted to save you and I. And when Peter cut the ear of one of the high priest's servants, Jesus says, Peter, whoever draws the sword will die of the sword. Do you think if I didn't want to die I could not call upon my God to provide me with legions of angels to protect me? In other words if I didn't want to die I would just call on the angels and they will be dispatched and protect me. Amen. But I'm choosing to lay down my life. That's a soldier. You should not go in the enemy's tents. You should go in your and the Lord's tents. Amen. So he says, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I like this thing of dying like a departure. Amen. It's like you're taking a journey. He says, I have fought the good fight. So he did not only say, fight the good fight, encouraging us. He says, I have fought the good fight. So I told you that some of you, you've been in the Lord for long. Are you fighting a good fight? Do you think when it's time for you to depart, you will speak with boldness like this and say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. So I told you each one of us has got our own race. And when you've got your own race, some of you are spending a lot of time checking other people's races. And you are not focusing on your race. And that's not how you win in athletics. Have you seen the 100 meters sprint people? On your marks, everybody focus on your race. To an extent that even before the, 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 the whistle go on, you're already jumping. Because you want to win. Amen. So he says, I have finished the race. You've got your race, I've got my race. But the issue for me is I don't go before I finish my race. And some of the things, my children, the things that I say, I'm saying them because I'm speaking my faith. If you don't speak it, the enemy will speak for you okay? You better speak it for yourself. That's not pride. When you speak what God has said, that's humility. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So you humble yourself under what God has said. Pride is when you say you are not what God says you are. You think you're better than God. Because if God says you are more than a conqueror and you say, no, I'm just a worm, I'm nothing then you are violating what God has said. That cannot be humility. Okay? So he says here, I have finished the race. So I want you guys also, all of you, my children, I don't want any of you to go before you finish your race. Refuse to die before you finish your race. Amen. Amen. Amen? There is nothing wrong with going even if you have to go early, as long as you have finished your race. Okay. But if you haven't finished the race refuse to go and he says i have kept the faith finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness that's what i'm looking forward to there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day And not to me only, but also to all who loved his appearing. There's a crown that's laid up for all of us. Amen. Amen. So when you are serving the Lord here on the earth, when things seem to be difficult and tough, look at the crown that's ahead of you. There's a crown that you will need to get when the Lord will say, well done, you good and faithful servant. And let's be encouraged by that crown. Don't quit your Christian walk with the Lord. Move on toward your crown. Don't quit even when things are difficult. Quitting is not an option. You are a soldier. You have what it takes to win. The Lord's nature is upon you. You are more than a conqueror. And have an attitude of winning. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can we stand up? Amen. (laughs) Can we stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard? And allow the Lord to minister to you as a soldier. There might be many areas that you still need to go and annex, many territories that you need to possess. Possess them. Go and get hold of them. In Jesus' name. Father, we think.